Good morning. I'm Playbook co-author Rachel Bade. It's Monday, September 18th. Some breaking news for you overnight. House Republicans have announced a plan to try to avert a government shutdown on October 1st. Leaders of the Conservative Freedom Caucus and the centrist Main Street Caucus spent the weekend haggling out and trying to come up with an agreement to extend government funding. Now, this would allow negotiators more time to talk about and iron out long-term spending bills. And they came up with this. It's an extension for about a month, but it includes an 8% across-the-board cut to most non-defense programs. It also includes a bunch of Republican policy riders on the border, namely increasing border patrol agents, continuing construction of the border wall, and limiting asylum claims. But we should first get this out of the way. This bill that was introduced last night is going absolutely nowhere, and that is if it even passes the House at all. The Democratic-led Senate and the White House, they're not just going to swallow a bunch of partisan policy writers to keep the lights on, and they still want to attach Ukraine funding to any short-term CR that they pass. But the point here is not to actually get this House proposal signed into law. Republicans know that's not going to happen. But what McCarthy is doing is trying to give himself the strongest negotiating hand that he can possibly have. If you remember back a few months ago, he did something similar with the debt ceiling talks. He thought that if House Republicans came together and united on a bill that increased the debt ceiling, but also included a bunch of conservative priorities, that the White House would eventually have to negotiate with him and give him something. And that's what ended up happening. He didn't get everything he wanted back then, but he did get an across-the-board freeze on government spending, even though Democrats control the Senate and the White House. So McCarthy's hoping he can do something similar with this CR. The deal also, in theory, is going to break this logjam that House Republicans have been dealing with for a while. That's where we see a bunch of conservatives who are refusing to allow appropriations bills to come to the floor because they're concerned about spending levels of other appropriations bills. But this deal, apparently, is going to sort of smooth that over, and House Republican leaders are hoping to put the Pentagon appropriations bill on the floor on Wednesday after they couldn't pass it last week. The real question about all of this is whether House Republicans can even pass this deal that they announced last night. Because of new retirements and absences, they can only lose four Republicans and get this passed. And it's not looking great so far. Matt Gaetz told our colleague Olivia Beavers that, quote, he will not support a 167-page surrender to Joe Biden. Eli Crane told The Examiner something similar. Matt Rosendale also came out in opposition. So too did Marjorie Taylor Greene. And that list doesn't even include everyone throwing cold water on this proposal. Plus, Republicans are also facing a serious attendance challenge this week. Frank Lucas of Oklahoma has been recovering from surgery. Dan Crenshaw's wife is about to give birth. And Anna Paulina in Florida just apparently had a baby. And this is going to be a tough week for Whip Tom Emmer. We don't envy his job. The other big story of the week, Ukraine President Zelensky is going to be heading to Washington in this last-ditch effort to shore up American support for his country in Russia's invasion. Now, there is broad bipartisan support for fortifying the front lines and increasing funding for Ukraine. But it increasingly looks like U.S. assistance could become the latest casualty in the war. And the why shouldn't surprise you. It has everything to do with Kevin McCarthy's tenuous hold on the speakership. 
Obviously, the White House and Senate Republicans and Democrats have this plan to attach $24 billion in funding for Ukraine to any CR that passes at the end of the month. But McCarthy has made clear he's not going to go along with that and has actually proposed pairing Ukraine funding with a border crackdown that his conservatives want. But as we reported last week, senior Republicans are skeptical that even if McCarthy gets concessions for Ukraine funding, that the right wing of his party is still going to completely flip. I spoke with Marjorie Taylor Greene about this over the weekend, and she told me that it doesn't really matter how much border funding they get, uh, it will not resolve Republicans of the sin of sending more money to Ukraine. That's where Zelensky comes in. He's going to be at the UN General Assembly this week and then come to the Hill on Thursday. He's expected to talk to senators, House members, and even leadership privately in a separate meeting. And there are some lawmakers like Mike Turner, who is the House Intelligence Chairman, uh, Republican from Ohio, who are hoping that Zelensky and his appeal to lawmakers will change hearts and minds. Turner called him very, very persuasive on Face the Nation yesterday. But another Republican I talked to just after he went on TV told me that Turner is basically living in la-la land. He said, when Turner's pet unicorn has offspring, I'd love to buy one of those colts. Get out of here. That's just crazy. We do not have the votes in the Republican conference to do any Ukraine funding. That's a senior Republican telling me that. We should note here that if the Ukraine supplemental is actually put on the House floor, it would actually probably pass. Uh, you may recall that back in May of 2022, 368 lawmakers backed $40 billion for Ukraine. And there's thinking that if McCarthy would allow a vote on the floor, Democrats and Republicans together could carry this and get it through. But this anti-Ukraine faction in the House is only becoming more and more emboldened. And some of McCarthy's own allies fear that even if he puts Ukraine funding on the floor with concessions, that he could face a motion to vacate. So questions about the future of Ukraine and its stand against Russia really come down to one man and one man only, and that is McCarthy. Uh, McCarthy has said in the past that he supports assistance for Ukraine. There was this sort of viral moment in the spring where he chided a Russian reporter who suggested otherwise uh, when he was visiting Israel. But eventually McCarthy is going to have to face a choice. Does he follow his own conscience on this? Or does he follow the demands by the right flank that is pining for his ouster? As for other happenings this week, join Politico on Tuesday, September 19th at Doc 5 for Building the New American Economy. It's going to be a high-level conversation that examines the progress and charts the next steps in preserving America's economic preeminence, driving innovation, and protecting middle-class jobs. Ryan Lizza will be interviewing Jared Birdsting, who is the chair of the Council of Economic Advisors, and I will be interviewing David Schweiker and Drew Ferguson about the future of manufacturing in America. I'm Rachel Bade. Thanks for listening.